Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. I was like, I would love to have someone's head of data science down the road. I can't pay you. This is really kind of like a trial, like dating kind of before we decided we want to get married. That's why I very much focus on culture fit and passion for the project. And I was like, I guess I'll just post it to a bunch of places and see what happens. I got 800 applicants for that. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. For those of you who listen regularly know I am obsessed with software and tools to make you more efficient and productive. So new tool discovery of the week is thanks to No Code MVP. I discovered a website builder called Card, C-A-R-R-D. It does look really cool. Admittedly, I have not used it myself, but I've watched tons of ways that it's been used, like to recreate the buffer, the famous buffer landing page and all other ways. So check out C-A-R-R-D rd.co they do not know i'm saying this but it is really cool the power that that it has another website builder that i've come across is called webflow that one looks so dope too that's webflow.com w-e-b-f-l-o-w.com and it looks awesome i think out of the two the one i'm going to play with first is webflow no particular reason why i just feel that way. But maybe after watching a bunch of YouTube videos, I'll go back and I'll play with card. I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking for the one that is the easiest, easiest, fastest to do without any code and without any trouble. Hope that helps the little discovery and enjoy the next episode. We are LA Tech Podcast, spotlighting LA Tech companies and talent. So excited to have a new LA startup on the show. Hello, Christine. Hi, Esri. How are you doing? <laughs> so good. I'm so stoked to have you on the show. You just launched Obby. I want to hear all about it. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. For sure. Hi, I'm Christine. I am founder and CEO of Obby, which is a personal podcast discovery app very targeted towards new podcast listeners who've never listened to podcasts before. And I host my own podcast called The New School, where we interview people with interesting careers and ask them about how they got to where they are today. And what inspired you to create your podcast? I've spent my whole life trying to figure out what I'm passionate about and what I want to do in my career. And I've had 
quite a few career changes at this point. And I just wanted to help others like figure out their passions and how to make a living off of it. That's what inspired podcast. And how long have you been podcasting? I started in August, but I actually didn't launch till January this year. Season oh, two is wow. launching on Monday though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. So, so you do it by season. Why did you decide to make that choice, that creative choice? Oh, that was actually out of necessity because I was a one woman shop for season one. So I was like, I don't have the bandwidth to produce, edit, interview and do all these things consistently. So I had to end season one. And that's when I kind of stepped back and I was like, okay, time to delegate, time to get help. And now I have an amazing like producing and editing and marketing team on board. So we can launch an episode every Monday now, hopefully indefinitely for season two. We'll see. That's awesome. Um, so go ahead. Tell us about Obby. Like, when did you found Obby? When was Obby kicked off? And dive into how we utilize Obby. For sure. Well, I actually never listened to a podcast until I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, it's because there's like, you know, sometimes you're commuting for like an hour and there's like nothing else to do while you're driving. I was like, I can't listen to music for an hour. So I got into podcasts and they kind of became sort of like therapy for me during commutes. Like, didn't matter if I was like, going through a bad breakup or like I had a really bad day at work. Like I was like, I don't know how to be a leader or like now with the startup, I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do next? If you find the right podcast for you, it's like kind of like your buddy in the car. That's why the name Avi came to be. And I remember one day having a really bad day from work. I just want like the right podcast episode for me right then. Right. The thing is you usually listen to podcasts during like low brain power activity, like driving. So you don't have time to pick, a podcast episode while you're driving, you know, like you're driving. So that would be kind of dangerous. Right. So I was like, okay, like I want an app that's like going to like pick the episode for me now exactly based on what I want. And I just couldn't let go of this idea. This is why I was still working at Tinder. And I started experimenting with solutions on that. You say it, it's like a buddy. What does that mean to you, Abby? I just feel like a good podcast. It's like having these friends in your car who... You can't talk back to, but it's so nice. You know, it's like when I'm driving or doing something else, I don't necessarily have a friend I can call, right? No, but moment. I mean the name itself. Oh yeah. Just like Obby is just short for audio buddy. That's literally where it came from. Oh, audio buddy. Audio <laughs> yeah, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Where are you in the phase of developing Obby? So we're in the middle of building our beta app, which will launch probably end of June. So just in the middle of like building our database, figuring out our podcast discovery recommendation algorithm and designing and engineering it. And what is the business model? Like, how do you hope to make this sustainable? Lots of people listen to podcasts as a daily habit. So if I'm in the best discovery app, I mean, people are going to be returning to it every week. And the more we learn about your listening habits, the better it'll get. And I have quite a few revenue ideas for it. Yeah. I think it sounds to me that your revenue ideas are actually a data play, which is really smart. Is that right? Yeah. I think if you like privatize it enough, anonymize it, that could totally work. I was actually thinking more like, subscription models, actually. Oh, yeah, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Honestly, I haven't even jumped to revenue because I've always been focused on creating like the best product possible for users and like getting as many users as possible. Because I honestly believe if you get the user engagement, like the revenue will follow. I hope that is true for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess you've been scarred before. I'm so naive, but let me be living my naivete. <laughs> The thing is, I think naive is like a funny, it's a funny perspective because I think anything is possible. Like 
I think all of our journeys are so different. So there's not a truth to a journey, right? We're all in different places at different times with a different set of personality and characteristics and resources, et cetera, et cetera, and working in different categories. And so I think that could totally happen for you. I don't think it's necessarily naive. It's just a different way, right? And so I I don't know. I really think anything is possible. And I think the more we put self-limiting beliefs on our ideas, that's where the problem is. So it's not actually being naive. It's about thinking something isn't possible is a self-limiting belief. Does that make sense how I said it? Kind of. It, it sounds like you're saying like you should be taking advice openly and like be open to feedback, but don't let it make you not believe in yourself. Is that what you mean? (laughs) And just trust your gut. And if you think it will work, it will. (laughs) You know what I mean? I I think it's just about trusting your gut and your own journey and paving your own path and being an inspiration to others, how you were able to make it possible. And then you're able to share that story. It is weird how hard it is to completely listen and trust your own instincts. Oh my God, completely hard. I think my PM experience, it's made me really good at thinking about a really good user experience and how to stand out with that. But usually it's been with apps like, you know, like Tinder is a dating app, right? What's going to make it stand out is a, a really amazing user experience. Like there's tons of dating apps out there. You know, you can make a dating app. It's very technically possible, right? Yeah. Um, so for me, like my training has really been in like creating an amazing user experience compared to others. That's how you stand out. But my idea I wanted to work on, unfortunately, that's what's going to make it stand out is my algorithm. And I have like no data science background. So that was really, really hard. I was like, God, it's like I'm working on Pied Piper, basically. Yeah, where like yeah, the yeah. algorithm is a differentiator for my app, right? Because I'm a podcast discovery app. And I have a very special process of the way I'm doing that right now. And having to pick up data science and like create my database, I was trying to talk to as many data science experts as I could find. I'm like, how do I label data? I have no idea. Like, how do I create an algorithm for it. Well, I kind of learned that a little bit from programming. And then it's like, how do you do an ML algorithm later down the road? Collaborative filtering. I was like, what is that? Um, yeah. Yeah. I felt super stuck and I was working alone. You know, I didn't have what well, I had a co-founder kind of dropped out. Talk about that later. But um, okay. I was working alone and I was just like, man, what am I going to do? And then you kind of like, look again at your skills. And honestly, the only skill I've really had has been people management and product ideas. So I was like, all right, I got to use my people management skills. Right. right. So I was like, all right, I got, I just got to find someone who can do data science to help me out. Cause clearly this is not working on my own. And like, I need to learn how to delegate because that's what I can do and put like a data science intern position and it was unpaid. I mean, I was incredibly honest on it. I was like, hey, like, I need help in data science. This is what we're doing. I have no funding. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get funding until after we get real users. So I was like, I don't funding. I can't pay you. Um, this is really kind of like a trial, like dating kind of before we decided yeah. we want to get married. So I was like, I would love to have someone's head of data science down the road. That's why like... I very much focus on culture fit and passion right. for the project. Uh, and I was like, I guess I'll just post it to a bunch of places and see what happens. Right. Yeah. I got 800 applicants for that. What? Eight, what? Where'd yeah. You, that's insane. Where'd you post it? Um, I posted everywhere I could find. I posted like on all these Facebook groups, like, you know, like student Facebook group, different tech Facebook groups. Um, I posted on Indeed, ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, 
any job site I could think of. That's so cool. And then how did you filter through the 800? What was your system at that point to find a quality person? Yeah, you know, the best thing about about a startup is like, you're you're like, just every day, it's just like a new problem because you just kind of like learn as you go. Um, I never really recruited before like that. Luckily, (laughs) I ran these instructions at the bottom of the job post, be like, hey, if you're interested in applying, email join us at heyalby.com telling us why you want to work with us, what skills you're hoping to gain, yada, yada, right? Right. Um, and attach your resume. And that was the easiest filter right there. Because I had just done it to like kind of put all my applications in one place because uh, I was doing all these posts. But actually, that was the godsend because it's like, if you can't read a job post... Exactly. Do I, I want to hire you? are not going to catch all the details. Totally. Right. right. One. And two, I really focused on people who are passionate about the project idea. So if they were actually reading the post and they were into the idea, they would email me. So I only had 55 who actually emailed me. Okay, but I'm still, I'm still curious. And I think that's amazing. And it's a great thing yeah. to take note of. Um, when I hire as well, I have some sort of test in there to see if they've read it. And I can easily tell people who are just kind of like spamming job posts versus like meaningfully crafting a response to like wanting to apply to work with me. So... That that was awesome. When you were down to the 55, how do you sort through all of those? Well, you know, I had them answer why they want to work for me and what skills they want to be gaining. So I just kind of read through the cover letters. I mean, the cover letters is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you can tell exactly by the way they wrote it. So that's how I narrowed it down to like maybe 10, 12, 15 people to interview. Right. And then from there, that's easier. You just schedule phone screens and kind of you're like... Would I get along with this person? Would I work well with this person? Then right. you like do culture fit first. And then like next round, you kind of do a more technical screen. Right? 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Same. <laughs> and what is your aspiration for Abby? What do you want to see it become? Like in 2021, what does Abby look like then? Ooh, wait, 2021 or even farther? Okay. My ultimate okay, let's dream. Let's go even further. The ultimate <laughs> dream. Let's dream. Sure. So Abby is short for audio buddy. Because I think podcasts are like your ultimate like buddy in the car ride with you. And my dream is like, you're in the car, you're driving and you're like, hey, Albie, I just had the worst day at work. I don't know what to do next in my career. And just plays the right podcast episode for you. That's it. That's amazing. Like, can I say, hey, Abby, I really want to laugh right now. Yeah, that's the dream. Because <laughs> like I go to David Dobrik's podcast, The Views, whenever I, I, I'm like, I just need to relax my mind and not take life so seriously. I'm like, views. I need that's what I need to listen to. And I feel like it is really hard to find. There's just so many podcasts and it's just hard to know like which one to tune into. It really is. Yeah, there's 54 million podcast episodes. It's like so hard. <laughs> so hard. What is your favorite podcast? Do you have one? I think the classic is How I Built This. <laughs> it, was- it is the classic. <laughs> okay, my, one of my favorite podcasts is Death, Sex, and Money. Love that one by NPR. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard good things. Gotta check it out. What LA Tech resources have you accessed in order to accelerate forward? Have you been a part of any of the accelerator groups? Have there been events that have been really helpful or different networks? Um, what What was right for you? Yeah, I haven't really used LA resources. So if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. (laughs) Like, have you heard of Bixel Exchange? 
No, what is that? Okay, Big Soul Exchange is in downtown LA and they have free mentorship with seasoned people. There's also an old school organization called SCORE. I forget what SCORE stands for, but it's essentially retired and seasoned business owners. Amazing free resource as well to check out SCORE. I know Girl Boss does a lot of stuff in LA. That's led by Sophia Amoroso. Um, there's Startup Coil, which does really cool happy hour and networking events. And they're even doing virtual events. So it's not just in person. And then Kevin Winston has Digital LA that has a lot of mixer panels for more of a learning experience opportunity. Um, but I think for mentorship, definitely SCORE or Bixel Exchange is like a must to check out. Okay, great. I definitely will. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And is there been an LA tech talent or company that you've come across lately that's really impressed you? I actually, I really like, it's called Noonlight. Basically, they kind of help alert the app if like they're in danger. After I've heard date. about that. I, I just love their story. And they were just like two kids who went to Wash U who were just like, we want to help make college campuses safer, you know? And I was like, well, that's so great. Like, I love startups to start with like this big mission. I think that's what really keeps you going. Like you're trying to like help others and solve this problem. That's a good one. And you now you were living in Silicon Valley, the infamous Silicon Valley, working at all the big tech companies. And then you opted to move to Los Angeles. Why did you pick Venice? Oh, that's easy. Well, actually, at first I was in Koreatown. Then I moved to Venice. But why did you pick just... Koreatown and then why did you move? No, both. Like if you, why was Koreatown the first place that you gravitated to when you came to LA? Well, when I moved to LA, I was an actor. So I needed to be in the center of LA. I didn't know LA at all. So I wanted to be somewhere like cheap and the center. And Koreatown's like less than half an hour from everywhere. It's where a lot of actors live. That in North Hollywood. And then, I mean, dude, like when you're in LA, you're like, why am I living in LA if I'm not living by the beach? And like, you know, like I want to learn how to surf, totally. play beach volleyball. It just makes you so happy. And also it's like more walkable. That was easily the thing I missed the most from San Francisco. Like you could right. walk everywhere. So if you live west side, you can kind of like walk a bit more and bike a bit more. I love Venice. Yeah. Awesome. How can people connect with you further? Well, my Instagram is it's Christine Hong or reach out on the new school podcast.com. <laughs> or heyalby.com. <laughs> Perfect. We have so many people listening. What's one thing we could do to support you as a community to help you move forward? Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my God. Basically, I'm trying to get like volunteers to help me fill out my database. Um, basically, people just like love listening to podcasts and they're like, I know the top horror podcasts or like these are the top meditation podcasts is all I listen to or like this is the top podcast to learn French or whatever niche you have. I want to hear it. Send me your episode recommendations. You can contact us on our website, heyalby.com, and I'll send you details on how to help me out. That'd be so amazing. Hey, can you spell Hey Albi for us? Yeah. Hey, H-E-Y, Albi, A-U-B-Y.com. Christine, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. I cannot wait to use Abby to discover my next podcast. I love searching for podcasts, especially in business or to laugh every now and again. If you want to connect and collaborate further with the amazing LA Tech community, remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook group at wearelatech.com slash community. That is wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's Christine Hong, CEO of Obby, the personalized podcast discovery app and host of the New School Podcast, where we talk about careers you don't normally get to hear about in the classroom. We're based in Venice and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. 
The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.